0: You're listening to the Prairie Town Basement Sessions. I'm your host, Ian Krochak. Hello folks. Thank you so very much for joining me on this week's episode of the Prairie Town Basement Sessions, where we interview supremely talented singer-songwriters from across the world. Well, here we are, the season finale, the final episode of season two, and I'm always so amazed how the time just flies on by. I said it before and I'll say it again. This podcast has been an absolute gift for me. When I identify someone who I'd like to chat with, there hasn't been one artist who has not been enthusiastic and gracious with their time. It's so appreciative. Every conversation is so rewarding. And to be honest, from a very selfish perspective, I learned so much from each one of them. So I guess I can say it's the gift that keeps on giving. To all of you that have taken the time to listen each week, or even if you are tuning into your first episode right now. I'm so glad that you have joined us, and I hope that you find the interviews enjoyable, and it gives you a glimpse into the mind of a singer-songwriter. That really was the objective of this podcast, along with creating a sense of community with both listeners and the artists who have joined me on the show. All right, here we go, and on to our final guest of Season 2. Tyler Del Pino is an extremely talented singer-songwriter from Manitoba, Canada. More about Tyler in our opening act. Telling stories about the human experience is no easy task. You have to have both your ear to the ground and your head in the clouds. You need to relay detailed emotion about day-to-day living and offer the perspective necessary to maybe learn something along the way. The famous philosopher Plato once said, Music gives a soul to the universe, wings to the mind, flight to the imagination, and life to everything. Songwriters pay attention to the world around them in order to vividly paint bigger pictures. These words serve to motivate, inspire, and teach us along the way. Tyler Del Pino is one of those songwriters. Tyler's music has often been described as a hybrid of all country, Americana, and East Coast folk rock while staying true to the roots of timeless tunes. Every one of his songs paints a vivid picture of the human experience. They are hopeful, real, thoughtful, and intelligent. A pretty damn good recipe if you ask me. Tyler released his solo debut album The Great Unknown in 2018, which is a collection of emotional songs that instantly grab your attention. His music has garnered a lot of attention, so much so that he's been invited to perform at North by Northeast Festival in Toronto, Americana Fest in Nashville, has done cross-Canada tours, and even played the halftime show at Winnipeg's Banjo Bowl. Yes, the Banjo Bowl. For the non-Canadian football fans out there, that's one of the biggest sporting events we have in these parts, with over 30,000 people in attendance. Tyler wrote and produced his sophomore EP In The End, which was released in 2021, It's a wonderful collection of songs that will be listened to for years to come. He even collaborated with multi-Grammy award-winning mixing engineer F. Reed Shippen on the project. One of his most recent release singles, Patchwork, was sitting at over 40,000 streams on Spotify alone the last time I checked, which is keeping pace with his previous releases. The video for Patchwork is at over 106,000 streams and counting. That's pretty astounding but not surprising for this Manitoba artist on the rise. Tyler has been nominated for countless awards, which after chatting with him is probably the furthest thing on his mind. This guy is a creative soul, pure and simple, and has all his fans and followers on the edge of their seats as to what might be coming next. Ladies and gentlemen, my interview with Tyler Delpino. Tyler, welcome to the Prairie Town Basement Sessions, man. How you doing?
1: I'm not too bad. How you doing? Not too bad. So
0: listen, man, so thanks for, thanks for uh, joining me. Um, I'm a huge fan. I have lots of things to ask you in a short amount of time. You can see my yellow piece of paper here. Nice. Um, And uh, let me start with like a real curveball for you. Like what's, what the, what's the significance of pizza in your (laughs) life?
1: (laughs) That's a good question. Uh, The significance of pizza. I I don't know. It's like, it started out as just me making pizza kind of all the time because I love pizza. And then, it was my girlfriend who said you should call it Tyler Del Pizza and you should just like start putting it on your Instagram because she she had said, she, you know, I was already making it. And she's like, oh, you should just start like showing people your pizzas because I, w- I would always hold like pizza parties and stuff like that. And, you know, just, oh. just on a whim, <laughs> usually on Sundays, because was like it's kind of a chill day. You know, you sling some za, have some people over. It was just I always liked uh, I always like trying to make su- Sunday like a bit of a celebration because Monday usually sucks yeah. so much. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't want the weekend and So the, I would always just hold these kind of like informal pizza parties, and there was always I don't know our our house was always a revolving door of people kind of coming in and out. So it started slow, but that's that's really the story there. And then I just like keep making it because I keep liking pizza.
0: <laughs> I know it's very cool. Like I, I you know it's like I, I look at your social media feed and I just start salivating because it's uh, there was such a nice selection. And and I know you kind of recently incorporated it into like a contest or one of your shows that you just did or something. That yeah, yeah. I
2: thought,
1: I, I I thought to...
0: that was like super clever, super clever. Yeah,
1: I, I delivered some pizza. Which is kind of funny because that's what I that was one of my old jobs like a long time ago, was a pizza delivery guy. And when I was like yeah. taking the pizzas to different people's houses because they had won the contest, I got all these flashbacks. It's like, holy cow, I'm like 18
0: again. <laughs> exactly. Put the dominoes on your on the top of your car so. Tell me a little bit about how you started your journey with music. You know, you're an extremely talented guy. Uh, how far back does it go for you?
1: Playing music or loving music?
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, I guess whatever whatever you decide.
1: Music. I think I was always I was always. I don't know, drawn to in some way, shape, or form. But, I mean, that could be said for almost anybody. I think music's a pretty stimulating sort of thing. So I'm not sure if that has the significance, but I don't know. I just remember being very enamored by it and, and the world of it. And I remember, I like, before I even played an instrument, I used to find all of these different kids around school who could play instruments, and I would, like, sort of form a band without really knowing what my role was going to be. You know, I found, like, one guy who played, like, drums in a pipe band, and I was like, okay, hey, you're the drummer. And then I found, like, another yeah. kid who, like, Was taking some guitar lessons. I was like, hey, cool, you're the guitar player. I don't even know that I had thought about singing at that point. I just knew I was going to be part of the band in some way, shape, or form without really thinking about the fact that I needed to learn how to play an instrument to participate. So I don't know. There was just like, there was things like that, like in my adolescence, but music didn't really start taking off until, I don't know, until I was about like 15 or 16. That's when I really started playing. Like that's, that's the first time I really picked up a guitar. I was mostly a hockey kid before that. I just like, I was doing lots of sports and stuff like that. Um, And then, I don't know, like music, playing music was just this thing that uh, really allowed me to focus all of my energy and attention on. And I just really liked that because it was something that was just able to keep me stimulated um so I, I remember just being very bored before you know like not yeah. really knowing what to do with my time and then as soon as i started playing the guitar then it was like oh okay well i could funnel my time into this and i liked that as much as i put in i could i could get back right like if i spent yeah. eight hours learning a chord then the next day i could play that chord and i could feasibly write a song with it or i could play other songs with it so i guess yeah. that's kind of when it started there's kind of like two sections to it
0: yeah very cool so when people listen to your music when i listen to your music i hear a lot of kind of influences so i was really curious i know what it you know, I read your Spotify profile and I know it was like, the, you know, the Mumford & Sons, which I totally hear like that kind of uh, like, what were you listening to?
1: Well, my favorite band's the Beatles. That uh, that's that I would right say on. is like the band that has most inspired me. Again, there's a lot of people's favorite bands, but that, that was the one that really made me perk up and, and I think made me think about being a songwriter. Mm hmm. Um, prior to that, I don't know. I've fallen out of love with a lot of the bands that I used to listen to. Like I used to listen to a lot of Blink-182, but I don't even Mm -hmm. actually enjoy listening to them anymore. Mm -hmm. Um, and like like I a lot, of, a lot of the pop punk stuff, the really catchy stuff that that was always like the stuff I love the energy, the high energy with like like the catchy melodies, like that was something that really grabbed me, which is kind of what I do with my music. I don't I don't do it in the pop punk frame, but there's something about like high tilt energy that I I was really really drawn to. Um, yeah. But it wasn't until I started actually like listening to the Beatles that that's when I kind of started thinking about songwriting as an art form and recognizing you know what they were able to do with all of their songs. All of their records sounded differently and all of their songs were unique. And and that, that was really interesting to me. I liked the idea of being a band like that or writing songs like that, because their songs didn't all need to fit into a certain genre, you know, like you can, you can experiment and you can have fun, which is, is closer to what I feel like as an artist, you know, like there's some people that will write a song and it'll come out a country song 12 times out of 12. Right. And it, you know, but I, I'm not like that. It's like one week I'm into like funk music, and the next week I'm into soul yeah. or R and B or hip hop or something, and I just get excited by different things, and then I want to be able to figure out how to like, put that into my own music. So I guess that's kind of like what I was drawn to when I started listening to, I guess, more arts artsy bands, if that's correct.
0: Yeah, 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 for sure. Uh, I just recently saw a documentary. It was, I think it was Rick Rubin uh, mm-hmm. interviewing Paul, Paul McCartney.
1: McCartney. Wow. I but
0: it's really good. I mean, they just, he just goes into the thought process of what they're, I know there's another one called
1: get back. Yeah. um, Which really goes,
0: that's wild. eh? like it just puts you right in the the room with them.
1: Yeah. It's so cool. That was like some, that's literally why I ended up getting Disney pluses to watch that.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. me too, actually. Um, So, so the song patchwork, um, Mm -hmm. great song, amazing video. Um, And when you talk about these influences, like I kind of hear this kind of like a counter rhythm, uh, almost reggae, Mm-hmm. I think to it. And I, I don't know if that's obviously intentional or, or, but it just, it lends itself so well to the song. And, uh, so what, what, you know, how did that come about?
1: Um, that song was written. I was part of a songwriting challenge it was like it was through manitoba music it was with a bunch Mm -hmm. of other songwriters and i think that was the second brief that we got which was like write a song for a spotify playlist which was pretty Mm open-ended um so you just had to pick a playlist and and write to it so it was an opportunity the thing about those songwriting challenges is because all there's so many really talented writers in the group and then you all have to play your songs in front of them it's uh it's a little nerve-wracking because you know respectfully I'm, I'm quite intimidated by a lot of the writers that were in that in that group and it's like i i feel like i know how to write songs but by the same accord like they're also very great songwriters and i didn't want my song to kind of fall short when i guess when when i played it or you know or like definitely be less than so for that for that one i knew that everyone was going to come out swinging because it was so open-ended and it gave us an opportunity to do really what we do as artists which is just like write how you're feeling right and uh i think I think I woke up in the morning with this idea that I wanted to write a really great song. Not that That's not what you want to do every single time. But I just remember I was like, oh, I want to make a really special song today. That was my mindset. And so I had the whole house to myself, which is pretty rare these days. But <laughs> that, yeah, that, was, exactly. that, was the, that was the case for me. Um, and so I, I just like made some coffee, got my guitar. And like I, did, I usually sometimes will do writing at my studio. But this time I went upstairs where I don't have any studio gear or anything. And I was just like, I just want to concentrate on the song. So I started. I started kind of strumming some chords and and stuff, and just nothing. I just just getting absolutely nothing. You know, like one of those days where you're just sitting there pounding your guitar and nothing's coming out of it. Um, so I started doing that, and then and then I got kind of pissed off at myself by around one o'clock. <laughs> I was like, yeah, I haven't done anything all day. I have I have no melodies. I have nothing. You know, and I've got to write this song for the song challenge. So I remember I went. Exercised and went for a walk and was listening to lots of stuff. And I remember I came back and I tried it again and it just wasn't working. And it was about, I don't know, like nine o'clock at night now. And I'd, I'd been at this thing for, you know, almost 12 hours trying to get something together. And I was just still getting nothing. So I decided I was like, well, fuck it. I'm just going to roll a joint now and, and, and get high. <laughs> <'Cause> <laughs> I'm mad at myself. So I poured exactly. myself a coffee and like rolled a joint and then I don't know, I just started thinking. I put the guitar away even. I just sat in the couch and I was just thinking about like what kind of a cool story I could tell. And then I, I don't know, I remember just getting this image of this like girl who would wander the halls of her school with a jacket that she was um yeah. like almost ashamed of, right? Like that, you know, I, I I'm a school teacher, so I see a lot of a lot of different kids in a lot of different classes of society and there's you, you know there you mm. can tell you can tell when kids come in that you know have a little bit more than other kids and and I always always feel for the ones that that aren't able to afford the same things as the other kids cuz it's a bit of a social zoo in in school and uh I don't know I it was like a fictitious character kind of in my mind when I was thinking about the initial idea, but I just, I had this image. I was just, I was just moved by this girl who was, who had come to school with her, with her jacket that was all torn up and stuff, but couldn't, couldn't afford to fix it. And then that got me thinking about my actual girlfriend, who's had quite a lot of shit in her life. You know, she was a single mother at the age of 23, Um, was like basically kicked out of her house, had no support. And then, you know, had to kind of raise this, this boy all on her own and was still trying to like be in a touring band. And, you know, moved provinces and stuff like that, like just really, really had a lot of stuff not go her way. (laughs) Uh, So I kind of thought that you know, the jacket was was almost like a metaphor for kind of her life and what she's had to do. And she's someone who's very inspiring to me because I look at what she's overcome and what she's gone through. So I just kind of, I, I basically based the protagonist of the story around her story and yeah. kind of hold of this girl who was trying to get through to the next part. But I, I kind of thought in the chorus, I really needed to bring it back to the every person message. And mm-hmm. and that's kind of why the chorus opens up where it talks a little bit about the girl, but those last two lines, it's like, cause we all got a lot of we all come with a past, with a lot of pain and a little bit of patchwork, right? And, Absolutely. And it's just that—that to, that to tie the bow on it. I always think of that in songwriting. I always there has to be the last line yeah. of the song has to tie a bow on the damn thing, right? It's just like there it is, nice, nicely wrapped and packaged, and and a little bit of patchwork. When I when I had that idea, I was like, oh, okay, that's that's the song. That's the title of the song.
2: a coat around that's been Helen back it shows that's just her life and how it goes she's a beggar serving food for a pocket of change she's a dreamer writing songs for a ticket to fame and she tries her best to give that boy the world she wants for him But it's hard with only pennies coming in. She feels cold when she wears that jacket, covers her face so the tears don't show. She hates all the repairs that happen, different squares hiding every hole. Cause you don't.
0: Such, such a good song i mean he, to hear that the context it's like wow i like this st- song even more because i even oh, cool. <laughs> I, I made the i made the notes like i even i actually made the note here uh you don't understand how to heal when you're broke mm-hmm. and that that song that lyrics but I mean, the first time i heard it because i know when it came out um that that particular line really resonated with me that was so well written man oh I really nice like thank it. you that's good so where does this uh social responsibility come from because i i hear it in your music like uh, i saw the video for the end and it reminds me actually a lot of like my traveling days you know uh what like the way way you did that storyline mm. um so where does that social responsibility come from
1: define social responsibility <laughs> well i
0: just i just think you know just being very socially aware uh you talk about the social zoo you're you're, you're a school teacher it's, it's just having right. your eyes wide open right and seeing the bigger picture where does that come from
1: yeah um i don't know i think that's just kind of how i perceive the world i i often look at society as like well, one entity um and i'm I'm often confused by a lot of the a lot a lot of the division within our society and and i I think about it on a global scale right um and i really I always try to think about like where is my place in the world based around all of this the rest of this and you know i I think mm-hmm. of myself yeah as an individual, but then I also look at myself as just another monkey running around in this big rock, right and we're all just monkeys yeah. running around in a big rock um yeah. and then i like i often my brain always goes outside of the globe and i'm always like okay so outside the earth is the solar system and outside is the galaxy and outside that there's like a gazillion other universes and then i don't know that always really humbles me because it really really makes me understand that nothing fucking matters <laughs> you know like yeah. that we we spend so much time worrying about the small stuff man we always like yeah and, and society demands that we do you know you're told to be at work by a certain time and you're told that there's certain expectations of you and it's like really if the sun goes out and we blow up none of it matters right so I don't know, that's always like a humbling (laughs) thought to myself. Um, but I'm, I, I don't know, like, when I think of society as a whole, I just i'm always interested why we find it so difficult to sometimes get along and why why we put all of these expectations on ourselves when really they don't necessarily need to be there i honestly think one of the best things that the globe could probably go through right now is like an alien invasion where like the aliens want to come down and blow the planet up and we as a globe need to fight the aliens because then we would actually agree on something we'd be like oh we got to get rid of those aliens that are trying to blow us up you know and all of a sudden those borders don't really matter so much because we're all a global entity right there you need something like that to unify everything
0: okay so that's you know i i'm glad that you said that okay because i want to ask you the significance of you were just recently advertising some some art um mm-hmm. and it was like i saw somewhere a uh, cosmic awakening um, yeah <laughs> use that expression so is that the significance of that because roberta landreth who does yeah. Wow, just amazing stuff, right? I know she did your National Manitoba Writers' Round stuff, like yeah. really cool. But when you came up with the design and I saw the, like the flying saucer, I was really kind of wondering what the significance of that was. So is that, is that related or no?
1: Yeah, I just like space, man. I just, <laughs> I, I actually like my, my girlfriend makes fun of me, but like when she's going to bed now earlier than me, cause you know we have a we have a brand new daughter and so she's kind of doing the the Congrats, first shift. Congrats thank man! You, thank you very much. Um, but yeah, like she's doing the first shift and then I I go to bed a little bit later. But then I wake up earlier and she gets to sleep in and that's kind of her thing. And she always makes fun of me because I watch uh, YouTube lectures on like black holes and string theory and stuff like that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I don't know. I've just I've always really been enamored by space and like again outside of. Just what we see here, you know, I think that it's very easy to get caught up in the day-to-day life of, well, life. And and I think that there's just, like, this is just so small and insignificant compared to what I can perceive outside of the Earth and, and even our own solar system. Like, I think we're just, we're part of a much bigger system. And, and that mystery really just makes me, like, excited and interested. And I just want to know as much of it as I possibly can. Yeah. So, I, I it's something that I don't know. I've always been drawn to. I've also like tattooed my whole arm full of space stuff. And, okay. and uh, so, I have like, yeah, like flying saucers and stuff on my mm-hmm. arm. And, and it's, I don't know. I've just always been like interested in, I don't know, supernatural stuff like that, like, you know, space or Bigfoot or like the Loch Ness Monster. I just love those stories. I think that, the oh, yeah. So I want to use some of that into my into my music because it's it's just fun, right? It's campy, it's fun, and that's kind of what I believe my music to be. It's fun, right? So yeah, that, that's, that's really.
0: <laughs> well, no, I appreciate that because I mean, yeah, I I would describe your like your music is very hopeful, like you know, it's like you know, and there's a lot of crap happening. Let's face it, there's so much. Actually, just before I logged on here, I just there's a there's another school shooting today. Um, not, a school sh- not, not a school shooting sorry a hospital shooting i think in oklahoma just i just literally saw that in my notifications i'm like you know and so it's all this yeah. stuff leaking leaking into our psyche um co- covid did not help obviously and uh you know and yet you were like you were still performing and writing during covid right like you were i was not so much per- science not science. so much performing yeah but like writing and having a, a presence on social media
1: yeah trying to i i, yeah. I- I'm more of a social media hater. I I freaking hate the game, man. Like yeah, like if you don't I'm with you, if you don't post about it, it didn't happen, right? Or like you got to remember, like that's the number one thing you'll hear in this industry. Whereas it's like you know, like oh, you got to be posting like three times a day, and then you got to like share about who you are and stuff. And I've tried lots of different things on social media, and like I still don't know how to figure it out. And now it's like now you got to be on freaking TikTok, and you know, like, <laughs> like I just I just don't have the time to like also be a writer and to produce all the music and stuff like that so i don't know at the end of the day i really just hope people connect to the music because that's what this is really supposed to be about and then all those other things are just like smaller extensions i i think the modern day music industry has is like it's a very sick industry right now i think that uh our priorities are completely out of whack but i also think that you know because we're surrounded by so much stimuli that it's really difficult to just lock onto the music like when i think about the day and age of like when you know records were really really selling and that was the main form of entertainment you know tv had was just starting to kind of take off right it was just starting to you didn't have like a wall of vhs tapes even to be able to put in whatever movies and it's just Mm -hmm. gotten exponentially more crazy i've like subscribed to i don't know like three or four streaming platforms and i still never know what to watch because it's It's just unbelievable there's too Too much. much on there so that's why Over I watch lectures on YouTube because I definitely know want want to know about black holes so I just type that in right yeah. so it's just like it's like almost like you're paralyzed by choice now and I think that like now that I see the way that social media has been growing it like starts out with like MySpace and then it graduates to Facebook which is a little bit like cleaner than MySpace and then it, it goes to Instagram and then that becomes the big one because pictures are big and now we're into TikTok and like we're never going back from video like that's that oh. that's here to stay you know what i mean like yeah I, think, yeah I think the second that you've introduced video that's just what it is and i'm sure there'll be another platform that supersedes tiktok but it'll probably involve video in some way shape or form um and it's just like there's just so much stimuli everywhere that the idea of sitting down and like taking all of that visual stimuli out of it and then just listening to music that just doesn't happen as much anymore and a lot of the songs that i hear on different playlists are on a, almost like background music now um, mm-hmm. and it's, that's really interesting to me because it's, it's like the less it pokes out the better because you want to be able to throw it on while you do five other things. Yeah. You know? I know lots of people, even that now will watch TV while scrolling on their phone, which is like very counterintuitive, <laughs> But but that's what we do, right? We put something on so that we don't have to pay 100% attention to it so that we can sit on our phone and also pay attention to that.
2: The pressure's building and I've lost my mind. People around me think I must be fine. Try to shake it off, but I'm at a loss. Feels like I'm battling a daily war. Forget what I've been even fighting for. Try to let it go, but I couldn't though. I'm holding on by a thread. I don't wanna wind up dead. Wish I could find the key, turn it, set me free. Learned. From the inside out My heart is heavy and my body's numb Everyone telling me to have some fun On your away. Take it to your grave You still gotta try
0: I want to ask you this, this Nashville rounds, this Nashville Manitoba about rounds. Is that, is that, was that a catalyst for this? Like, like just, first of all, COVID, everybody's locked down. People aren't performing. Now we're coming out. You have this concept. I love the concept. You have so- fellow songwriters. You get a chance to perform. Mm. Um, and it's authentic and it's songwriters telling stories.
1: Yeah. Um, I, th- I, th- that just came because I wanted to, Ace to start playing again. And I, I was trying yeah. to think of something that was going to be low pressure um in terms of like putting together a band it it, the the event itself ended up being a lot more pressure than i wanted it to be but but nonetheless like when i first started out with the idea um it was good it was actually it was actually my girlfriend elise who said like you know you should maybe try hosting a writer's round because like that's something that Mm -hmm. we don't really have here and we'd we'd gone to a couple in nashville and so you know i i was kind of like ah yeah that's actually not a bad idea so I just looked at trying to curate the event and tried to reach out to, you know, writers that I thought would be a good place to start Mm because I knew I needed to kind of start somewhere um, with some writers that were maybe established to kind of get the public interested in it and uh you know we're we're done for this season now but i i am hoping to start it back up in the fall um and and just see where we can take it and i'd, I'd like to almost like bring more writers onto it um right nice. now we we were just featuring like three a night but I, i'd i like it to get up to like six or eight so we can have like you know maybe two rounds where like maybe there's three writers in the first one and, yeah, and then exactly. three new writers in the second set you know what i mean so yep. Yep. you know it just it's it just keeps it fresh because I've, I've i did find it's like you figure these things out as you go but i did find that like I'm playing so many of my songs all at the same time it's like it's just the me show sometimes or it feels like mm-hmm. it from my perspective and I actually mm-hmm. didn't want the attention really to be on me I, I more wanted to highlight the other artists I don't mind hosting it and curating the thing but I'm really just trying to show other people that there's amazing original songwriting here one of my biggest pet peeves is playing like cover gigs I did it for years but I yeah. freaking hate covers I hate playing them they're just not my thing unless it's like one or two that I get to do in my own way and influence like my own creativity on it but yeah. you know I I played Cowboys for so many years, and it's like I, I don't like Luke Bryan songs, <laughs> you know. And, and I had to play them over and over again and like pretend, oh, that that's
0: hilarious! It's,
1: it's cool, like, yeah. I respect what he does, it's just not my thing, right? Like, not your
0: thing, it's, it's, yeah, exactly. It's not
1: really authentic to who I am, right? You know, like the guy is like the country bumpkin, and I drive like a hybrid Toyota Camry, you know, like, <laughs> <driving the world. laughs> you know? Yeah,
0: exactly. So, it's, no, like, it's good,
1: yeah, it's it, I'm much more of a hippie than a country bumpkin, but uh, but yeah, like that that was something that. I just kind of put together just to try to get some musicians playing again and try to connect with the greater, greater music scene and just try to start something here and uh we'll we'll see where it grows man like it's you know I'm 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 looking forward to you know starting it back up again in the fall and and we'll see what where we can go with it and who we can feature that's
0: very cool yeah it's actually inspired uh like i certainly i i've been very vocal about this in the podcast is to that would be the extension eventually of this podcast is to do something very similar here um cool. and and have that same kind of concept because i think yeah that's why why i think that event uh it really it's so unique you're right like uh, it's it's great so i wish that all the success come and fall hopefully Thank it you. continues Thank you. so what's uh what's cooking for you uh in the summer months here you mentioned you're a little bit of recording but i know you got some good gigs planned up
1: yeah, well, I just started um, I started playing with this brand new band, which we had our yeah. inaugural show on last Friday, which is called The Brasternauts. I mm-hmm. love it. Um, this is, again, another another thing to try to take some attention off myself because <laughs> I actually don't like being a solo guy. Like, I never wanted to be solo. I actually always wanted to be in a band. But then just I started all these bands, and my bands kept breaking up, and it's really hard to keep momentum when your bands keep breaking up. So I figured I need to do it solo to establish a little bit of momentum for the first little bit, because um, I'm not going to break up with myself and then get it to a point where then maybe I can bring some other people in. So I kind of thought now would have been the time. You know, I've been doing this for a couple of years, I've released a couple of EPs, written some mm-hmm. songs. So now I was like, okay, now I get to maybe start realizing this band dream of mine. And the thing I always liked about the band is that there's, like, camaraderie. That's something I really miss when making Mm -hmm. music. Like, I like making music with other people in the room. Um, What I do here in my studio is so isolating because I'm doing all the parts and all that stuff. So it was just an opportunity to get a bunch of people that I thought were a good hang good musicians and basically give them a task and then we could all kind of rally around the task and then go out and do some shows and so that's yeah. what we did and it, it was like it's a lot of work you know making making everything go but I wanted it to be a true representation of, of who I right. am I'm actually like a trumpet major from the University of Manitoba so, so right yeah okay. yeah so, <laughs> so that I was like my that. that was the instrument that I studied so I kind of thought that I wanted to start bringing in some brass into my music because I've always kind of kept those two worlds separate i was i was like a classical trumpet student playing in the orchestra till like nine o'clock and then i would go play like rock bars in the evening after after the class oh, wow. so i'd have really cool. like my tux and and then i'd have my like jeans and, and t-shirt and stuff in the car and then i would just change over and do do the gigs that way but uh but for this i was like trying to think it was like well what kind of sound can I infuse in my music that's a true representation of who I am and playing the trumpet was just such a big part of my identity for so long mm-hmm. um especially through high school and university you know it was like what I spent a lot of time and energy on so I wanted to like maybe start putting some brass on my instrument so I've I've it was on the in the end EP that I started playing some trumpets and stuff and it started yeah. with that song in the end and then I played trumpet on that and then I was like ah, I kind of want to play trumpet on some other stuff you know because <laughs> no. it was just fun it was fun to bust it out again and now and then I was just like oh I just want to make a brand, a band with with a bunch of brass <laughs> you know? that's so, cool
0: like yeah okay
1: rolled out of the other so
0: yeah it sounds great i didn't know the significance because i did hear the trumpet and uh mm-hmm. and i was one of it was one of the questions i was going to ask you is you do your home recording yeah and 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 when i heard that those instruments i'm like well does he is he bringing in musicians or is he like the, obviously you play that yourself me, baby. This, is it all you <laughs> yeah, do you play cool. every instrument on on this stuff
1: Uh, almost. I don't do the drums. I let Cody Owasiak do that. And, uh, I've had, uh, Ashley Owl play bass for me. I can play bass, but I can't like, you know, play bass. Um, I don't trust myself with the bass. Let's say that mm-hmm. I can. I can't do all the fancy licks and stuff that the bass. Slapping
0: the bass, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. Kind
1: of so I have. I had Ashley Al play on it. Uh, the new stuff that's going to be coming out is Julian Bradford playing bass on it. Um, so we've got like some very, very talented musicians. But then everything else basically is me. Uh, on I'm actually getting like seven new songs getting mixed right now. Wow. Which are really, really focused on like trying to highlight the brass section a little bit more. That I knew that I needed to write some songs to get that band to go. And in order to write the song for a brass band, you need to really feature the brass and have some parts for them. So that was kind of my focus last summer was just trying to get enough repertoire that I could feasibly do this type of band. You know, it's like, that's how long it takes to get off the ground like i've been dreaming about dreaming up this band for like two years but you have to put the pieces in place and i just didn't have the songs with enough brass features to justify calling the band the brass so (laughs) now now i do now i have now i have enough songs that feature some brass so that it works and that's like that horn section at the front that's going to be kind of the staple which is i I, it's to me it's really nice because it's like the two sides of who i am right it's like there's the trumpet player tyler and then there's the guitar singer songwriter player tyler and we live in a world together now.
0: That's very cool. Like You, you keep your uh, website updated. Uh, Tyler Del Pino Music, is that what it is?
1: My website is just tyrodelpino.com. Yeah.
0: Tyrodelpino.com. And so be can check check you out. Uh, concert dates. They can, there's links to your videos. There's music there. Um, yeah, yeah, pretty much. You
1: can, you can find all my socials and you can at me from there or whatever you want to do. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> or the, the mailing list if you want to. Not that you're, I mail a lot of stuff, but...
0: But you're a great follow, though. Like, it's like, a, you know, it's it kind of takes you through your journey, like your lifestyle, which I really like. I think that really resonates with people. And I, I think you're, uh, you know, I enjoy your lyrics. I enjoy your songwriting, man. It was an absolute pleasure chatting with you. And I appreciate you taking the time.
1: Yeah, thanks so much. This has been fun. Take care, man. Peace, man.
2: Your trains are. time to grow, the world's got its rules and it don't add up, so go where you go. We roll through life and wish for more, forget it sits outside your door. The search for love, the quest for gold is hard. A tale we're told. The world's got its rules, and it don't add up. So do what you can. Never count on luck. Yeah.
0: I'd like to thank Tyler for joining me on this final show of season two. The guy just oozes talent and passion for music, and there certainly will be many more amazing things to come from him in the future, and we get to come along for the ride. As I mentioned in the interview, I'm a huge fan, so I certainly will be cheering him on my own little way. If you'd like to learn more about Tyler, you can visit his website at www.tylerdelpino.com. On the website, you can check out his tunes, watch some videos, and see where he's performing next. Also, be sure to connect with him on Facebook and Instagram. You can find all his music and all the streaming platforms, so please go check it out. Simply great music. It's going to be around for years to come. I would like to thank all of you for joining me in today's episode, and for tuning in throughout Season 2, and even Season 1 if you're along for the ride. This episode and others can be found on Anchor and all the major podcast streaming platforms. You can also stream off my website at www.iancrocheckmusic.com if you'd like more information on past and future podcasts please also feel free to visit my facebook and instagram accounts under prairie town basement sessions that's all for today everyone i hope to see you somewhere down the road for season three so stay tuned for those announcements in the coming weeks please remember to take care of yourself and others and until next time my friends